And welcome to episode 75 of Q for Fun. If we were doing things as anniversaries, someone owes us a diamond. Uh, I think I can do without the diamond, though, because, you know, there's no such thing as a bloodless diamond. But that's not what we're talking about today. My name is Annalise. I am here with Wicked Kitten. Yeah. Wicked, how you doing? Uh, you know, it's been, it's been a lot. The world is a crazy place, and fuck Bobby Kotick. All right, now that we've got that down, um... Also here is Sofra Shea. Hello, that's me. How's your week been, Anne? My week's been tiring. <laughs> it's been really tiring. How are your seven Korean boyfriends? Oh, they tired me out this week. Four concerts I had to watch. You had mm-hmm. to watch? You were compelled to watch? Yep. Uh-huh. You had no choice? No choice whatsoever. The power of BTS compels you. It's, it's a real thing. Yep. And Royalet was here for pre-show murders, but she's not really feeling talkative, so she's side-sucking somewhere else, and we'll be back for post-show games, which we're not streaming, because I don't know why, because I don't think either Wicked or I thought to set up a stream, but it doesn't really matter. We do have a guest with us tonight, fresh off of uh, playing GGS with me, and one of the people who was on our short list of, of people from Girls Gang Squad we wanted to get in. She is an ex-pro gamer. She is a veteran of the competitive scene. She's captain of Ice Crown Citadel Archons and sometimes a streamer. She also has the blankest Twitter profile of anyone I've ever known. So thank you for giving me some background about you. She plays in GGS. She plays in Girls Gang Squad. She's known for dunking on Asmodan. It's Jacqueline Hyde. Hello. How's everyone doing tonight? It's it's been an interesting day. I mean, you and I just got off of a girls' gang squad team where um, I very much cost us the series in the last two games with some bad tanking, and I'm sorry for that. Oh, it it happens. Yeah, some some overextensions on my part and some dives on Johanna I should not have taken. Um, and that answers the question from Psycho and Ina: Why am I in bronze? <laughs> We all start somewhere. <laughs> yep. So, Jackie, we wanted to have you on the show. You have been uh, in in the scene for quite a while. Uh, you mentioned in the info you sent to me, you're an ex-pro gamer. What game were you a pro in? Was it Heroes? Uh, it was not. I actually missed a lot of the like peak of Heroes of the Storm. Uh because that's when I was doing my like military career. So I just didn't have time for MOBAs. Oh. Uh, but I was a professional League of Legends player back with like Severity Gaming way back in seasons one and two. Ooh. So your your MOBA experience goes way back. Oh, it goes back past that. Uh, I've been playing MOBAs since Anne of Strife. The highest rating I've gotten in any MOBA was I did manage to get US East rank number one in Battleships, which was a custom Warcraft 3 map. Wow. Uh, yeah, and I was in top 10 of EU and top 5 of US West at the same time. So that was a fun time. Well, certainly uh, that's more than I knew about you, and it's always great to have you on. So we're just going to do a very standard interview we do with you with all of our guests because we want people to get to know them. And we're going to start with a simple question of what's your history in video games? What really got you started uh, playing games and the kinds of games that you like to play aside from, you know, murdering other people in 
Heroes of the Storm and other MOBAs? Uh, the thing that got me into video games is I think my family was coming back from like some hobby store and at the checkout aisle there was a in the discount bin i think it was staples it was definitely staples because they have the like discounted video game cd bin or at least i used to uh there was brood war in that so i picked that up started playing starcraft thought oh this is cool warcraft 3 came out <laughs> played that and once i figured out how custom maps work i started getting deep into that and went into mobas and haven't really left for too too long since so when you're not playing MOBAs, what do you play? Uh, I play a lot of grand strategy and roguelikes nowadays. I do have Platinum God in Binding of Isaac, or wow. whatever it's called now. And I do have, somehow I have the uh, Obtain All Other Achievements achievement in Slay the Spire, despite the fact that I'm missing one achievement. <laughs> so figure That's... that one out. That is pretty impressive. Slay the Spire is, is a game I've tried to wrap my head around. It's not really my my cup of tea. It is fun, though. Um, so let's move on to the next question. Wicked? So what got you into Heroes of the Storm? That is a good question. Uh, basically, I was kind of worn out with League of Legends because they've just added and added and added and Whenever I try and go back, it just feels bloated and unfamiliar to me. Mm -hmm. uh, and it also feels very samey. Like it, the formula for League of Legends is not very different from the formula of the original Dota games. So there's not too much that they've really done to turn on their head. They've changed some of the buffs around. They've changed items around. Cool, great, wonderful. They've put in all kinds of awesome scripts and codings. They've optimized things. But at the heart of it, it's pretty much just a Dota map. Yeah. Uh, here's was interesting to me because there's multiple maps that are in rotation. And the there's no itemization and experiences shared. So it kind of gives a very different flow to the type of game that's happening where you kind of have to play for each inch in a very different way than you would in like a traditional MOBA. Yeah, that's something that I love about Heroes, the whole shared experience. Although I've never played League of Legends. <laughs> Is there any reason to at this point to pick up a second MOBA? And that's, yeah, that's a good question. So let's move on to our third question, Soph. What got you started uh, streaming games? Uh, I kind of wanted to stream and was just very, very shy. And Same. figured while I'm playing so many games anyways, I might as well, you know, try and make something out of it. <laughs> but I do enjoy conversing with people, so... If you ever want to stop by and just talk about things, whether it be the world or the game, or just say that I'm doing terribly, that's cool too. <laughs> we wouldn't do that. No, no, no. We're that's nice. that's me. I'm the one who's doing terribly. I'm sorry. There's going to be a little self-deprecation on my part tonight. So, all right. Um, moving so on to our next question, Wicked. Yeah. 
Um, so what's your main role or, you know, main character in HOTS? That is a very good question. Uh, so anyone who's known me from GGS uh, knows that I'm the kind of person that you can't really ban out because I have too many mains. Uh, if I'm DPSing and I can, I love to get Asmodan or Junkrat. If I'm healing, I love to get Sukov or Anduin. And if I'm tanking, I can play probably Diablo, ETC, uh, Malganus, and May, all with fairly comparable experience levels. And the best part is, for NGS, for the past three seasons, I've played a different role each uh, time. So two seasons ago, I was a DPS main. And then the season after that, I was a healer main. And then the season, this last season, I was uh, ended up as a tank main at the end. You're like the antithesis of me. Is that the right word? That is like, the right word. I have Lunara. <laughs> you yeah. have Cassia and Tracer. And, and, and Brightwind. And but like, I need more and, versatility if I want to do anything competitive. And, and and you have you have Rag who you're pretty good on. Yeah, I like my Diva too, but it's just I wouldn't call them the same level as Lunara. No. Excusing this night's play, by the way. Yes. <laughs> and moving on to the next question, Soph. So so you've been in GGS quite a bit. What's your take on the current competitive hot scene? So, uh, unfortunately, it's a little bit of a shallow pool at the moment, yeah. which is kind of what happens when games don't get tons of support. Uh, they've got the intern working double overtime, but still solo. <laughs> they, so, they, they worked hard on this, on this new patch, okay. <laughs> yeah, they did. How, uh, how the PTR you... looked spicy. How do you how do you get into an NGS team? Do you just form a team yourself with some with with other people, or is there a way that happens? Because we had plenty of NGS people on, but no one's ever talked about how to start an NGS team. So I can tell you with quite a bit of experience because I joined NGS what was it three seasons ago. So I showed up and. Uh, I was actually playing with Running Wild with Keru and Sauvage and Plasticine, all uh, wonderful players from GGS. Uh, but if you are trying to get into playing competitive HOTS and you want to get into NGS, first go to the website. The website's got a link to the Discord. Go to the Discord, and there is a channel in there that just says... Uh, Let's see, what's it called? It's not called free. It is. It's called free agent apps. You just slap your info in there. There's a little format. It's like, put your name, what role are you, what's your experience level, and what are you looking for, and what's your time zone? You put that in there. Any teams that are looking for stuff will go ahead and reach out to you. Also, there are teams in the channel right above it for team recruitment. You can look out for teams that look like they might be a good fit for you there because it's kind of like looking for a job. You mm -hmm. just throw yourself in, see who takes the bait, and go run with it. Uh, if you are looking into getting into NGS soon, uh, it is of important note that there is a free agent combine, which is kind of a like shotgun tournament 
style thing coming up in a few weeks. I want to say it's on December 16th. I'm not 100% sure. Cool. But if you're a free agent and you just want to go get picked up by someone, uh, get on the Discord, ask one of the mods to get you the info for the free agent combine, and that'll pretty much guarantee that you're going to be seen and probably contacted by a team sometime pretty soon. So not that hard to get involved with it. It's pretty easy. Which gets us to our last and our most obligatory question. Who is the worst hero in Hots and why is it Uther? This question, of course, is brought to you by our sponsors, Hungry Fairy Dragons. Hungry Fairy Dragons would remind would, would, would like to remind you that if you don't think Uther is the worst character, maybe you are. And they'll come visit you soon. Hungry Fairy Dragons! So, why is it Uther? <laughs> so... There's a uh, there's a specific Uther that I think is the worst hero. And I need to load up the game to make sure that I, I get this right, because there's one specific Uther. Because you can't... A Lumberjack Uther, obviously, is the best of the worst. Mm -hmm. uh, but as far as the worst Uther... It's got to be Uther. <laughs> yeah. Just just plain vanilla Uther. Probably the worst Uther. Plain vanilla Uther. So Uther is the worst character in Hots confirmed. Although I will say he's a very strong tank right now. <laughs> yeah. Which is fun because he is classified as a healer. Yeah, Imperius is classified as a bruiser, and he's a tank, and Blaze is classified as a tank, and he's more of a bruiser, and... Yeah. Classifications don't mean anything in this game. Or they mean very little, if people can find a way to play it, which I think is interesting. So, we can definitely talk some more about that. But, let's get into the meat of what we're talking about today, which is why we had you on, and to introduce this segment, someone's gotta do it. It's the Brightwing News Network. Both at the same time was great. So we're finally getting a fucking patch. Yay, I think we're, we're... we're finally getting out of spring slash summer in December. It's almost spring again. God. The PTR has been announced. It's coming. It's coming with a Rhaegar we work, and so a little bit of backstory and why Jackie is here is I put up something in GGS saying, "Does anyone a Rhaegar main who wants to come and talk about the Rhaegar rework and maybe do a bit of theory crafting?" And Soph has already had some ideas about it and mentioned it to a couple of people on Twitter. And this is the one thing we're getting. We're not getting this set of skins. We're not getting a hero. We're not getting an event. We're, we're, we're getting, getting some skins. Okay, I haven't seen, I haven't, I haven't logged on to the PTR because I haven't had time. They're so not can... very exciting. But... <laughs> okay, I'm just going to be sad now. Um, so let's talk a little bit about this rework for Rhaegar. And here's where I'm going to say anyone just jump in and start talking because I don't play Rhaegar enough to know what's going on here. I can see some very basic stuff. Attack damage has been increased. Attack speed has been reduced. So he's going to do more for less. Um, 
and then a couple of different things have happened. Looks like the buff to lightning shield, a buff to the health of Earth totem, and the trait has been completely reworked. Yeah. With yeah. Ghost Wolf just being Z, and now Purge on D. So, Soph, you've had a lot to say about. Well, I'm um, not an expert on Rhaegar by any means, so feel free to interrupt me. But his his cleanse on his, on his trait now from level one seems pretty OP. <laughs> Um. Yeah, uh, definitely. <laughs> Cleanses are very, very powerful in this game. Uh, sometimes you have to pick a specific hero or a specific healer because they have a cleanse. Uh, if the enemy team's showing a bunch of CC and you have, for example, one kind of hero, some kind of hyper carry that needs to ins- be ensured that they can push their buttons, a cleanse can be quite good. And this isn't just a cleanse, it is a 0.5 second unstoppable, which has some connotations about it. Because a cleanse is nice, it removes all the debuffs, but if the enemy team is really quick about it, they can just hit another stun. Or if they're in the middle of their combo, you time your cleanse wrong, and they just get stunned right after it anyways. Uh, but an unstoppable kind of gives you that grace period of you've got a half second for whoever's playing the character who's hopefully spamming the button to get the heck out of dodge, uh, gets the unstoppable and gets out of there. And it's on a 30 second cooldown. It also Wait, has yeah. an offensive ability to slow someone for 80% decaying over two seconds. Yeah, so you might actually use it offensively sometimes. This is true. Uh- Unlike, like, say, if it had the cooldown of his old cleanse, then you probably wouldn't want to waste it on that. Yeah. It's it's true, but I feel like the slow is almost overkill, or just... Rhaegar's big thing is having a very powerful slow from Earthbind Totem, and especially with some of the later talents, I feel like the purge... The offensive purge probably gets overshadowed quite a bit in comparison to giving your ally an unstoppable. Yeah, it's so as we're looking at this, Soph, you were you were actually on Twitter saying something about uh, really kind of running down the D build. Well, I guess it's not. There's basically the one other. Let me see. Is that seven? Where if you actually remove a, a slow stun or whatever with with your purge, then it heals them and refunds half of the cooldown. Oh, shit. So it's going to be every 15 seconds if you use it properly. <laughs> so, like I said, it's the, I don't know if it's a whole build necessarily, but those t- that talent in particular seems pretty powerful. The second ability on that is also pretty scary because using Purge on an enemy deals 330 damage and shield to shields and reduces healing by 40% for three seconds. So this is like, yeah. It's nice to have another hero in there, I guess, that's kind of the anti like reduces healing on the enemy team. Yeah, so are we going to be looking at at the return of the Ray God meta for those of you who don't remember that in early 2016, Toronto was OP until they nerfed her into the ground. And then Rhaegar was the OP healer of choice for basically the longest time. And a lot of it 
that's the reason why they took away his ability to ancestral himself and other things to kind of bring him back in line. So he can't he can't purge himself, but he can still ancestral himself. He still is butt biting out of wolf form. And his damage and his attack speed have gone up. He's starting to look pretty scary as a really super aggressive healer. And then you've got at level 20, Rewind and Storm Shield gone. Thankfully, those talents are kind of going out of the game because they're too samey for level 20s. And there's this talent called Pit Fighter. Gain 10% attack damage and 5 spell power for yourself for each nearby ally hero, stacking up to 5 times. At 2 or more stack, Purge's cooldown refreshes 50% faster. And that's a passive. It just seems like in teamfights at level 20, Rhaegar is going to be sick and disgusting. Yeah, that's a lot of uh, unstoppable. <laughs> and you combine that with the um, with with the seven. I mean, this. Are we going to be first banning Rhaegar starting on Tuesday? I think initially in my games, I'd probably do that. You know. You know, Silver Bronze probably not as good at, at using an Unstoppable as someone in, say, Jacqueline's League, but I, I still don't think I want to deal with it. I mean, the other thing is, are people even going to read the patch notes? Yeah. Something we often talk about. So if we're if we're looking at this, you know, is is Rhaegar something that you can main right now If when these changes go through? Is this something that you climb on? I mean, climbing on a healer is always a little dicey. Uh, but you can... I will say that generally, if you hit Bloodlust, people do tend to go in, so you can kind of direct randos in your Stormlake matches to just kind of go in when you want them to. So if you're really good at picking fights, uh, Rhaegar's pretty good at that. After all, he does scream fight me a lot. So that yeah. is an additional passive. So I don't have a whole lot of experience on Rhaegar. I played him some. I just found that his style of healing didn't work for me. Um, and I've mostly played him a little with Royalite, and I was kind of wishing she'd be able to be on the show, but I guess not. Because she has played Rhaegar quite a bit. Wicked, how about you? Um, I played him very early on, probably around like the 2016 and whatnot. Um, I only only have him to eight. At, whenever he was nerfed, that's when I just completely gave up playing him. There was just something missing. And once again, I was such a, a baby heroes player, MOBA player, that I didn't, you know, I didn't know. It just felt bad and I stopped playing with him. So, Fair. yeah. But, you know, I have my little, my thing about Wolfies. So mm -hmm. it's between him and Grainane, I'm just, you know, it's like, why right. not like a real wolf? But you get my point. He's got the whole wolf form. And I liked, um, Obviously, you know, you can take camps at some point in that. <laughs> you know me. I'm always oh, taking yeah. camps. He can, he can take camps at level <laughs> one still. So Yeah. So he does have that good stuff. I mean, like, if he comes back into favor, maybe it's something I'd take a look at again. And, you know, because I like, I like the fact that he's a healer, but he also is not just like a little uh, slip of a health bar thing. You know, like, he can actually take a little bit and... 
do a little bit of damage, so he's a little more versatile than me playing white main or whatever. Because that's just, you know, me. He also he's fits got, into your movement but, speed thing. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. He's got like the movement and the wolf form and the biting. Biting just ah. I just wish I could get back into wolf form and then bite again immediately because I just, I really, just stay wolf. Can I just, just want to always be biting butts, is what you're yeah, saying. Just bite, 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 bite. <laughs> bite, bite, bite. Oh, who can really blame you for that? So that's about it. And unless someone's got a theory craft build they want to talk about with Rhaegar, we'll move on to the rest of the patch because there's quite a bit of stuff in here. Some of it's good. Oh, Go ahead, Jack. I do have a theory craft build mm-hmm. uh, because what a lot of people kind of, misunderstand about Rhaegar is how he functions as a healer because when you look at your healers you're trying to the reason you pick one healer over another is because of what they bring to the table so if you're bringing Anduin you're bringing a pretty much get out jail free card for one other person on the team so if you can pick if you can keep Anduin safe you can basically keep one other person safe from any kind of dive or burst Uh, if you're looking at trying to just sustain through a lot of fight and get a lot of armor. Uh, White men can be decent. Uther can be really, really strong in that situation. And if you just want a lot of consistent heals and a bunch of CC, you probably want something like Stukov. Uh, For Rhaegar, his healing output's kind of low. His mana efficiency right now is kind of dookie. And is the big thing of kit is kind of the utility he brings. He's quick, he can go do camps, he can scout a bit, and Earthbind Totem gives him a really powerful, consistent slow that you can't really do too much about without at least taking some time to put some damage into it. Uh, and then it's also pretty common for people to take the Earthbind Totem upgrade at, I think it's at 7 right now, where it lets you move it a second time, gives it a bigger AoE, all that jazz. So if you could just, you know, put a permanent May Blizzard down, it doesn't stun, it just keeps slowing people over and over. That's basically mm-hmm. Earthbind Totem. Uh, so anything that keys off of slowed targets, so Sylvanas with level 1% damage on slowed targets, that can work very well with Rhaegar. Uh, Greymane with uh, whatever the talent is, I want to say at 13 or 16, that makes him do 30% bonus damage against targets that are slowed, stunned, rooted, the whole shebangs. Any kind of hero with that key phrasing of take, does bonus damage when they hit someone that is slowed. Uh, mm-hmm. They work very well with Rhaegar. Also, having a little bit of a beefier front line helps Rhaegar out, because the more pe- the more bodies you have, kind of going in with Rhaegar, the stronger and scarier a Rhaegar comp looks. Uh, So with that said, I think the most exciting things about Rhaegar are the the traits that have been bundled into his passives, uh, the traits that have just been bundled into his base kit, and some of these new traits that have come out. So really important, I mentioned that he's got a mana issue. Well, he doesn't really have a mana issue anymore. No. Uh, because with the PTR, there was an older there was a talent that is currently live. There's a talent that says lightning shield hits, restore mana up to I want to say 40. 
So basically, you cast Lightning Shield, it hits 20 targets, and then you break even. On the PTR, and I don't know if this will stay as is, there is no upper bounds. So if you throw a Lightning Shield onto someone who's diving into an enemy team in the middle of a wave, uh, you can get back 200 mana from a Lightning Shield. And since Lightning Shield costs you 50 mana, and it lasts quite a while, you can really consistently keep your mana up pretty high. Uh, that does a lot of damage and gives you that utility. Uh, fun trick is always throwing out an Earthbind Totem and throwing Lightning Shield on your Earthbind Totem if you don't have a tank ready to go in. Uh, Earthbind, your Earthbind Totem also is getting a third more health, so it's going to be harder to get rid of. And then... Ah, yes. Uh, Grounded Totem from level 7, uh, it's going to increase the range of Earthbind Totem, and it's reducing spell power for all heroes who are affected by it. And that's a level 1 talent. So I actually think that Earthbind Totem Rhaegar is going to be very, very strong if the PTR patch goes through as is. And I think the talents that I'd look at would be uh, grabbing Grounded Totem at level 1 for the 40% attack speed slow, 25% spell power slow, and 50% bonus range on Earthbind Totem. You can pretty much throw that thing halfway across a uh, halfway across your screen at that point. That seems so powerful for a level 1. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very strong. Uh, we're, we're talking like Stukov level 1 levels of strong. Gosh. Uh, then for level 4, I'm torn between uh, all three of these, really, but Electric Charge is probably the one I'm most excited about. Uh, the Bear of Lightning Shield heals for 20% of the damage it deals, doubled if the Bear is Regar. And while Lightning Shield is damaging an enemy, its Bear gains 10% move speed. Uh, just really nice quality of life stuff for if you have any kind of melee on your team. If you have, for example, a Greymane, who is a great pairing for Rhaegar, uh, your Greymane is just going to get even more speed. Level 7, uh, again, going for the Colossal Totem here, increases the health, area, and duration of Earthbind Totem by 50%. That's what makes it as big as a May Blizzard. And also, you can reactivate it to move it to a new location. You can use it once per cast. So you throw down a totem, the enemy team starts running away, they use their unstoppable, they use their cleanse, they get out of your slow. Cool. You hop into wolf form again, you run at them again, and you immediately throw another totem down. You can initiate twice. So if you've got a Rhaegar running your team down, you don't get away too often. Yeah, this is starting to look even scarier. Yeah, so level 10, probably bloodlust for a comp like this. Uh, ancestral healing, probably the more niche option, uh, just due to how much stronger Colossal Totem is going to be. Then at level 13, uh, I was actually playing around with Wellspring, and it seemed okay. Uh, every two seconds, your Earthbind Totem will cast an untalented chain heal at the nearest allied hero with the lowest health. Heals for 40%. It's not a ton of healing but it is if it lasts the entire duration basically four casts of a 40 percent heal so if you're That's like 160 percent fighting... of one q it just kind of being thrown out in the middle of a team fight 
So especially if you're fighting on like in the shrines on infernal shrines or something where you're going to be hanging out for a while, you can probably get yeah. some value. The other options are Earth Shield and Tidal Waves. Earth Shield pretty much staying the same. Gives a gives whoever you give Lightning Shield to, they get 14, 14% shield. Uh, and Tidal Waves reduces the cooldown on chain heal by one second for each hero healed and reduces the mana cost. Right now, mana cost isn't an issue, but this is a very popular talent on live because of how that functions. So that can be nice too. I think Q build might be pretty decent, but it's just not quite how I play them. I don't bring Rhaegar for my raw healing. I bring Rhaegar to point control. Uh, level 16 is the really exciting one because there's an actual split in my like decision tree. Uh, there's Earth Grasp Totem, which says when the totem is first cast, it deals 145 damage and slows nearby enemies by 90% for one second. So that's what I was saying about the purge slow being kind of overrated once you get into the late game, because now your totem does that slow, so you don't really need that purge anymore. Mm. Uh, probably the more often taken option here will be Rising Storm, which says... Every time Lightning Shield damages a hero, increase its damage by 10%, stacks up to 15 times, and increase the duration of Lightning Shield by 3 seconds. So now you have a Lightning Shield that lasts 5-8 seconds. Every time it hits, it does more. And if you took the healing electric charge on level 4, uh, it's going to heal for 20% of the damage that it deals, and it's going to ramp up damage pretty quick. Yeesh. And the big wombo on top for this build is the new talent on 20, Elemental Conduit. Gain Lightning Shield and Shield Nearby Allies. So the wording on this is really kind of funky because it gives Rhaegar a Lightning Shield. And I could not tell under all the effects and numbers that were going out when I was testing this if this is an untalented shield. I'm assuming it is. Uh, an untalented lightning shield. But you can put out a lightning shield on someone else, or you can cast a lightning shield on yourself and then pop this, and then you have two lightning shields going at once. And I'm really hoping that it's untalented because otherwise you can ramp up 150% uh, bonus damage on each pretty much instantaneously. Your allies do not get a lightning shield, they just get a shield shield. But each time that you hit an enemy hero with the lightning shield that is on Rhaegar, all of your nearby allies gain 1.5% max HP shield, and that just keeps reapplying. So you can kind of, if you are able to consistently stay in damage range of people, you're basically healing people for 1.5% health each tick. Yeesh. It's, it's pretty intense. I. When I took him into try mode, I basically just let Arthas run at me, hit the button, and just kind of stood there. Poor so, Arthas. Yeah. <laughs> I do like Elemental Conduit a little bit more than Pit Fighter, because uh, I think Pit Fighter is going to fall into kind of the same problem as the Tassadar level 20, where he gets bonus spell power for all of his allies. Hmm. Uh, that one is nice because your allies also get spell power. Uh, this one, your allies don't get jack. They just get a bigger meteor Rhaegar. 
and that's nice, but Rhaegar's main damage is not from his auto attack. Uh, it's from a lot of the other things coming around on top of the auto attack. And because of that, the 50% attack damage from your allies doesn't really give you that huge of a hit. I think I was hitting about 800 when I was testing it. Mm. Spell power is nice, but a lot of times you will probably have not everyone in the range of this passive, so you won't have too, too much uh, efficacy on it. Although the purge seemed pretty consistent to have. So if you want a 50% faster purge, it's decent talent. Uh, I still think Elemental Conduit kind of outclasses it, as does Gladiator's War Shout or Farseer Blessing. Farseer Blessing, the uh, Ancestral upgrade is pretty ginormous. Yeah, Rhaegar is looking dangerous. Um, the the more you talk about him, um, wow, that's that's really dealing with all those slows sounds like something I don't want to do. <laughs> uh, sounds like I'm gonna be banning Rhaegar a lot because um, I can't I can't trust bronzers to draft properly, so I have to ban properly and then tell them, no, you can't have Li Ming because you can't play her. <laughs> Yeah, I expect Rhaegar to probably be uh, banned quite a bit if the PTR goes as is. Mm. All right, let's move into the rest of the patch. And the, the first thing to really talk about with this is a good change because it gets rid of trolling to it, to some extent. Wells are now invulnerable. They yeah, will be they, destroyed they... when the key for Ford is destroyed. Interrupt. Yeah, I was Go going ahead. to say, it basically works like they d it does in ARAM. Exactly like it works in ARAM. Um, forts and, and keeps both have increased health, so that should mean that when your team doesn't rotate properly, your fort should like you know have a little bit more time before the other team runs it over. A little bit. Tiny bit. Small bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no more well snipes. How do we feel about no more well snipes. Yay! I, I don't Li run Ming. across it a lot, but it's always the Li Ming, though. I'm telling you, it's always Li Ming coming from the side. And again, Just... or Genji. Oh yeah, it's... I'm just like he was alone. I'm split on it because there's, on one hand, yes, it is nice when an enemy Genji doesn't just snipe your like Rhaegar's well on Dragonshire and leave your solo lane completely without a hope. But on the other hand, the way that wells are just going to hang out until a fort goes down means that there's a lot more sustaining power and it's going to prioritize a lot of siege damage, which uh, there's some pros and cons to that. I, I do like having wells be a targetable option I do think that the play of sniping wells is not the healthiest for the meta, but it's also a little scary to have a tactical option taking taken off the board, so to speak. Yeah, I kind of hear that. It feels it's like a having that taken away. If it makes you feel good when you like you know, still have your well after 
after your fort went down and you can go back and, and get a soap. <laughs> Happens sometimes too. Yeah. yeah. I I feel that it's going to be a little bit problematic for some people who like making griefing videos. I feel it's going to be a little problematic for some people for whom this is a legitimate strat. But at the same time, I think it is going to make the game a little less snowball-y. Along with the uh, forts and keeps getting additional health. It's going to make maps like Alterac less shit. <laughs> so, I have a very, very opposite opinion on okay. that one. Please give us the opposite so, opinion. So right now there is a fairly... There's a term that's kind of thrown around in like CCL and whatnot uh, called goaltender heroes, uh, which is something like Junkrat, Tassadar, uh, Asthma to a lesser extent, Nazebo kind of. They're heroes that have really good siege damage, aren't super mobile, and are really, really good at clearing things under duress. So like you, you get your team, You've got your siege minions, you're good to go, you've got a catapult coming up, and you're like, okay, we're going to go knock down this keep. And then this goaltender hero just pushes two buttons, and now you don't have a minion wave, your camp is at half HP, and because your healer's out of position, they took half their health, and there's no response because they're standing behind their wall. Mm. And one of the ways to kind of slow that down is enabling uh well a having lower health structures and b being able to take away things like wells which wells give you a safe way to uh, sustain your health and mana without going back to base and without going outside your safety net of your wall to go pick up globes so if you just always have a well you don't really get punished for that and it's probably going to slow down play at a lot of different like niche windows of levels of play well you think it'll kind of lengthen out games a little bit it's hard to say but i definitely foresee it being i foresee it feeling very frustrating to play into uh goaltending heroes which are already really frustrating to play into yeah yeah so there's there's definitely going to be some problems with this. Let's move on to some other things with the patch. We'd like to talk about, and this segment is again sponsored by our our, our sponsors, Hungry Fairy Dragons, who would like to point out that nerf, nerfing uh, Brightwing is an international offense uh, banned by the Geneva Convention. I don't know if that's true, but they told me to say it, and I'm going to say it. So um, this nerf to Invisible Friends, duration reduced from infinite to nine seconds. You only get to be invisible from for nine seconds from a Brightwing Blink Heal level 20. I th it's a pretty OP talent at level 20. Like, I feel like I know, at the risk of my life, I feel like this nerf of her nerfs is pretty good for the health of the game. Her other nerfs just make her I'm not I don't approve of her other nerfs so much, but Yeah, the hypershift nerf didn't need to happen. Hypershift has been nerfed what three times in the last year? It's been nerfed quite a bit. It doesn't <laughs> need to happen. Um I, it will make, you know, some people happy that now bribe is more viable on level one. Hi Wicked. Hi. 
I like bribe. And sometimes you person. have to take it in bronze. No, you're not the only person that likes bribe. You're the only person that likes bribe on Brightwing because Hypershift was so OP that bribe was not the not the correct pick. But now they keep nerfing hyper hypershift and other things at level one are more viable, which is again, I suppose important for talent diversity, but again, it's illegal to nerf Brightwing. It's considered a war crime. Um and that, that's that's the opinion of our sponsors, Hungry Fairy Dragons. Hungry Fairy Dragons, who would like to remind you that show hosts can be made into lasagna. Please don't eat us. Um, well, it just feels kind of bad because you already had to kind of wait for Brightwing's healing to really ramp, like, be good. And now they took away her early talent talents that made it halfway decent. Hmm. And, yeah. But... Yeah. So early game's going to feel bribe. bad, and end game will feel bad. <laughs> Being able to take bribe makes my bronze games feel a lot better, let me tell you that. Because well, yeah. I, I don't need me to you. heal, because they don't stay in my circle anyway. They need me to do their job getting camps. And that's bronze five. Fair. Thank you. Yeah. And Jaina got a buff. Um, <laughs> the the damage to, un, to unlock uh, improved ice block is reduced by 3,000. I, I was really happy to see that. Like, I didn't know how much I wanted that. Like, I didn't know I wanted it at all until I saw it. Because yeah. I spent so much time as Jaina clearing lanes and not doing hero damage that I don't usually get ice block till really late. And I'm like, oh yeah, I have ice block and forget to use it. Yeah, you see Jaina's and competitive get, get their ice block really fast. And then you go in yeah. Storm League, like, why don't I have ice block at level 16? Because yeah. you're, you, they haven't done their job. Um, so it mostly seemed like they're trying to get people to try the ice lance, ice lance, frostbolt, her Q build, and by buffing it. So now it it travels a lot faster if you if you go the Q build at one. My my kind of issue with them trying to buff the Q build is that there's two mana talents that basically you have to go one of them like at one and four you have to go one of them to sustain your mana at least in my games and you can't go the Q build if you want to pick one of those so that's why I never go Q build <laughs> on Jaina so I, I don't know if this is going to make me go Q build but <laughs> yeah so yeah this is just it's a small thing, but it, it will make Ice Block more viable for people at lower levels where Jaina does less damage. Yeah, um, that part's nice. Johanna's got an interesting thing, and I don't think they fixed the level 20 win the game button. And I th think she's actually better for this. So baseline, Iron Skin was reduced 25 to 22 seconds, which means she's going to be able to pop her D more often. Um, the Divine Fortress level 1 talent has gotten a lot of uh, buffs as a Zealous Glare because no one takes those. Everyone takes the self-heal. Um, so these are now options at level 1. I still think the self-heal is probably the best thing. Hold Your Ground uh, at level 4 is again uh, being uh, buffed, so cooldowns reduced from 5 to 2 seconds. Because again, when you're talking about taking Johanna right now, the, sta the standard at level four is taking subdue because even if you don't ever complete the quest um the increased slow is still 
really, really good. Um, so getting that now hold your ground, buffing her D, making Johanna more of more of um a damage sponge than anything else. So unless I'm misreading that. Am I misreading that? Um cooldown reduction reduced from five to two seconds. So no, it is actually it is actually a nerf to that, sorry. Sings exposed duration increases. Uh bonus iron skin duration uh increases in level seven. Roar punish damage bonus increases. And then level twenty, they've nerfed the damage on Heaven's Fury from seventy-five to sixty-eight and the healing from seventy-five to sixty-eight. I don't think that's enough of a nerf on Heaven's Fury. I think Heaven's Fury is still just too good. Um, and especially in uncoordinated play, especially in Storm League, it's why Johanna is a carry right now because you can abs- if you just get to level twenty, you just win the game, especially in low leagues because people don't know what to do. So I don't think this helps Johanna's position. So I'm a little confused by this. Thoughts? Um, I'm not. I think the strength in it is just the resets that you can pull off at level twenty, and I don't disagree with just enabling that. Uh, lowering the damage is probably fine uh, because it's not uncommon that once you hit twenty, you your damage just starts skyrocketing, which Joe is Joe is already able to be a very high damage tank, especially if you're going like hammer and blessed momentum on thirteen sixteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but your primary source of damage should probably not be your uh, are getting a reset after reset after reset at level 20 and then you're just kind of fake damage until then it's not the healthiest design so changing it up a little bit moving some damage around is nice the I just noticed the uh, nerf to the what was it level four? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the hold your ground. So that the cooldown reduction is a reduction of three seconds, which is the same amount that the passive trait uh, is getting reduced. So basically, everyone's getting three seconds off of their iron skin, which is nice. Uh, it kind of devalues hold your ground quite a bit and puts the emphasis of the value on that talent rather than, oh, yes, you get two seconds off of your 22-second cooldown, which is, you know, it's a nice 10%. But yeah, it I don't see anyone the, not taking subdue, though. Uh, there's... If you are not trying to get really specific picks, then you wouldn't take subdue. Uh, hold your ground is really good if you need your Joe to be a very prominent frontliner. Um, mm. So, and with with the changes to Divine Fortress, because correct me if I'm wrong, is isn't Divine Fortress the uh, lone talent? Uh, yeah, Divine Fortress is the Gambit talent. The name makes less sense than lone talent because yeah, um, yeah. So. 10 physical armor now. Uh, I think it stacks up to, what, four times? Yep, stacking up to, yeah, four times. 
So she can have 40 armor for four seconds if she can attack four times. Uh, basic attacks versus any target grant physical armor. So you get a bunch of free HP, 40% armor at level one. Seems pretty decent. So combine that with hold your ground. Uh, you're going to have a very, very durable Joe. And once you get up into the 13, 16 with uh, hammers and blessed momentum, you can just keep rolling, and that'll put a lot of damage out in a very consistent tank, just kind of sitting in an enemy team without too, too many ways of punishing her outside of her, or inside of her trait, I should say. Yeah, which makes me question, is this a nerf or is this a buff? And I don't think it's either. Uh, they're they're definitely tweaking some talents to make specific uh, ones a little less intense. I think Divine Fortress was definitely on the weaker side of the three. Yeah, uh, Zealous Glare was also on the weaker side, but it was also a very specific uh, counter. So if you saw an enemy Tychus or an enemy Vala, uh, you could take Zealous Glare, go Glare build, and basically take that hero out of the game for most fights by just blinding them and then blinding them as soon as that wore off. And if you got cooldown reduction, uh, then you could keep blinding them again and again and really reduce their efficiency. Yeah, Laws of Hope is still just so strong, though. Um, it's a 20% heal over 5 seconds. Every 10, re 10 regeneration globes gives you another 5% of Johanna's max health healed, and it's percent healing. And I don't know if this makes Divine Fortress... I, I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. Um, let's move on to nerfing Lunara. Why? Mm -hmm. Well, let's be honest. It is a minor one, right? So they it's say. small. It's because... it's it's three off of nature's toxin. Yeah. Well, and the thing the thing is is that the um oh yeah the nature's toxin is very very small. Actually, that's only three. I mean, like, yeah. it's very interesting. But the, um... Yeah, I don't think I care about that. I don't know. Okay. It seems like three. But, like, the level seven choking pollen thing? Eh. I mean, they increased it... The patch before this, right? Mm -hmm. But, um, to 200. Um... So they're just like going back a little bit. And I think that's fine. I think okay. I'm fine with all this. We have that's several fine. Toronto buffs going. Yeah. I don't know that they're I haven't had a chance to try. But so, they're mostly trying to get people to go a different build, which mm -hmm. I already liked going the trait build anyway. And then I was told, I think by Jacqueline that Oh, you're told by that, Psycho. that, 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 that oh well, somebody, um, that that owl build was the build to go. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll go yeah. owl build because that's. So I don't know if it's enough to make people stop going owl build, but it'll give me an excuse to try trait build again because I like that better anyway. <laughs> Thank you. I think owl build is still pretty consistent uh, generalization build. Yeah. And then you go for trait build when you have a little bit more. Auto attacky comps. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. And then we got Probius 
massive changes to his uh, warp rift. It's duration reduced from 9 to 3 seconds, and now it automatically explodes on expiration. You don't have to blow it up with your Q. Wait, who? Probius. Who? What? Yeah, I know. Little little Starcraft probe that that's not that's not really in the game because no one no one recognizes him. Never heard of him. The character that Fan plays, um, just so he can you know stack uh, slowing uh, gates uh, around the core to see if it can make the core invulnerable. Uh, Hilariously bad ideas because I I don't just what what the fuck. Um, Yeah, Probius is kind of being taken out of the niche hand of people who've learned how to play him and kind of being made for everyone. And I don't know if it makes Probius viable, but it does mean more people are going to be able to play him because you're not going to be able, you're not going to have to land your Q on top of your W. Mm. I definitely have a Probius main who I think is going to be somewhat upset by this uh, because they're very very good at doing annoying things with warp rift yeah. and this does uh impair their ability to do it the duration on it is kind of wild uh just having well it it still explodes when you throw a cue through it right yeah it still will still do that it seems like it, yeah. but it will explode on its own and it's it's lasting only 3 seconds instead of Nine. Nine. Like, yeah, yeah, which nine is where the like oppression of aerial denial comes in where you you're just not allowed to play certain ways into Probius because this Probius knows, oh, I can put a warp rift here and you're not allowed to come this way for threat of me one shotting you, basically. Yeah, old beep boop, you're dead. hmm Which it's nice that that's a shift, uh, because it's one of those goaltending things that just you can't there's no counterplay to it Uh, your counterplay is investing way more than you're going to get out of it and that's not that's not very good counterplay yeah so probius might be more playable for the people but probius mains are probably going to not be happy with these changes um i just i just want to bring up this is very important the change to photon, the change to photon cannons, mm-hmm. no longer requires pylons to be placed or to be activated. What is this nonsense? Yeah, it's what? my immersion is ruined. My immersion yeah. is ruined. I play hots because I care about a lore accurate environment. <laughs> this probe is not lore accurate. To this probe is hacking. I'm yeah. I'm claiming map packs. They've they've put a custom code in the map where they type dash admin and they are cheating. Ugh, so awful. How dare they cheat? Um and it's not like Probius wasn't a lore hack anyways cuz they invented his story. So, all right. That'll do it for the Brightwing News Network. That's our professional podcasting going on there. Let's move on to the rest of what we have for the show. And this, I wrote this before we did our we did our match, and we had a match on this map. 
This is a new segment we're doing calling Fixing the Map. Can Blackheart's Bay be fixed? Each host and guest will pitch a suggestion to make Blackheart's Bay less of a clusterfuck annoying map that even though it has a correct PvE strategy, which we played and won, most randoms refuse to play it correctly. And getting Blackheart's Bay is just the worst feeling when you're solo queuing quick match. So can we fix Blackheart's Bay? One caveat, removing Blackheart's Bay is not considered a fix, so that cannot be your suggestion. So we'll start with uh, uh, Jacqueline. How could we fix Blackheart's Bay? So my problem with Blackheart's Bay is the amount of weird dead space. Uh, Warhead Junction had a pretty similar issue, and they've kind they didn't hit the mark with their warhead junction rework but it was a step in the right direction i at least have fun playing warhead i don't enjoy it but i i can at least have fun because if i get warhead i'm just gonna grab kira i'm gonna tell our offlaner suck it up buttercup you're going mid and then we're gonna running a four-man kill comp and we're using the tunnels over and over and just making the enemy team sad like we can have fun on warhead Mm -hmm. all all of our nukes go to top we take the boss, run it down. That is my strategy for Warhead. There is nothing like that in Blackhearts to be done without like completely demolishing the map because the way the map is designed is it is too damn big. So what 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 is your fix? So my fix is that instead of having these two awkward parallel lanes that are very tall and going at a 45 degree angle from the core and then you have the one bot lane making this crazy triangle nonsense which doesn't even look like a bay uh because it's a freaking peninsula uh instead of that do away with the bay in the name uh make it the lagoon or something and take it to a somewhat more sensible three lane where your top lane, your bot lane are, you know, at your angles. It can still be a big map, uh, probably about all track valley sized, but the mid lane should be something weird, like maybe an angled lane that if you were to walk straight down mid lane, it would take you longer than to walk straight down top and bot. If they could Mm -hmm. figure out a way to do that and make playing across the lanes in the center be a very like highly contested point and then playing across the lanes close to your core a highly contested point that could be an interesting thing you can keep the coin mechanics you can keep the boss in top lane whatever cool but right now the problem is that top lane and mid lane are these two super long lanes and if you want to do anything in there you're going to lose time on bot lane which is super short all right. So, what's your idea for, for fixing Blackheart's Bay? We'll go with me here. I am going to suggest that they add it to the Storm League pool because nobody f- has any fucking clue what really to do on that map, at least in my league. Like, it should just be, like you said, there's a way to play it right. Nobody, nobody ever does that. They just endlessly brawl over the, over the chest. And I, I'm going to suggest that we put it in Storm League so that people 
like learn how to play the map. I don't know. Maybe that's expecting too much out of people, but. <laughs> I didn't say they had to be good suggestions. <laughs> oh, that would be the worst. But maybe people would actually learn how to play it. Wicked, your thought about fixing Blackheart's Bay. Uh, drain all of the water out underneath and replace it with the tears of everyone who's ever played on that map. Just cosmetic. There's no there's no help for this map. Well, I don't know. It's just like funny. <laughs> I don't I don't I have no idea. I don't know how to make people play that map properly. Probably what Jackie said sounds pretty good and adding it to Storm League probably maybe would help and also scare me from playing Storm League. Um so like I'm not good at that kind of thing, but I know there's a problem because, um, you know, I feel it. Yeah. So I don't know, but yeah. My fix is to reduce the number of coins available on the map and to increase the number of coins needed for the PVE objective. So each camp currently drops two coins. Have each camp drop one coin. Each chest drops five coins. Have each chest drop three coins. Increase the first number to 20. If people aren't going to do the PvE, stop trying to make the PvE so powerful. Um, I don't think that's... I think it keeps the theme of the map. I think it's the easiest thing to do. If people are going to insist on team fighting on this godforsaken piece of shit map that needs to die in a fire... Um then reduce the, the effect of the PvE. That's my only thought. Cause I, I like that too. No, I like that also. What if we did all three? Put it in Storm League, 20, 20 shots with half with half the coins. Um change the shape of the map. Change the shape of the map and Tears and on the bottom. Tears on um, the bottom, yeah. I like this. So it could be fixed. It could. It, I don't. I don't know that. At some point, we'll have underwater with tears. I like yeah. it. <laughs> at some point, it's we need someone on to talk about uh, to talk about um, haunted mines because that piece of shit still exists and people still want it to come mines. back. Stop. It's a map where Sylvanas and Greymane are part of my band. Yeah, it's a terrible map. I think we could. I think. I think that Black Arts Bay could be fixed. Though. I think that we came up with some decent suggestions. Let's move on to all I want for Christmas. This is just a quick list, list of uh, hot holiday stuff we'd like from the new season, but that we won't be getting. We'd like to get some things for Christmas for hots, but I don't think any of these things are going to come through. So we'll just go uh, very quickly around the room. Let's start with the person who cares about Christmas the least. Oh. Wicked. What would you like from this game for for Christmas? I uh, I think you know exactly well what I what it is and what we're not getting and you mentioned it on Twitter and that is the the boost. Didn't even know if I was going to get it, but since there was no boost and there is no boost and I won't get a boost and boost. It might come in with the patch, but I'm checking every day it's still 9000 gems instead of 6000. Yeah. So like that's the only thing I don't you know, that's the only thing I can see myself getting. At least that way, everything else is gold. But, you know, like, I just... <sighs> it's like my you two front go. teeth. I just gotta wait for them. Yeah. 
Soph, what would you like to get for Christmas for the Hots holiday? I really liked the the board game Christmas event from the year where Hots <laughs> died. Died. I didn't want to say died, but some... we we all know what I'm talking about. I, don't, it's I really in like that mode. event. It's not a dead game. It's it's not a dead game. No. Uh, but I really like that event, and you know, obviously, any sort of event is probably asking a lot apparently but it was fun it was infinitely replayable go around the board as many times as you want it was just really fun i think fun skins even if you didn't bring in any new skins just had had that in there from last time i think it'd be pretty fun jackie what would you like for for a christmas event from hots this year that we're not going to get I have finally come up with an idea for a Ragnaros skin in line with Janitor Leoric. Give yes. me cement mixer slash construction worker Ragnaros. Oh. He can have a big hammer. He can be made <laughs> out of like mixing cement and he can have a freaking like safety vest and helmet on. Give me a Ragnaros skin that is not a recolor and not baby Ragnaros. I like it. I like it. And, and I, I like should say, I mentioned we brought up new skins. We're getting some Li Ming's, new Li Ming skins, because obviously Li Ming is so lacking in skins that <laughs> Li, she needs to have more skins. Yeah, we need some love um, for Ragnaros. Sorry, can I go back to the Ragnaros? Okay, so the lava wave is now cement that comes yeah, down the lane yeah. and people get See, stuck in it. It works. And I needed to be three drinks in to come up with this idea. I've tried <laughs> to come up with what kind of stupid skin could Ragnaros have for like a year because every time someone's like, oh, this hero doesn't have enough skins, I'm like, look at Ragnaros. He has one skin. Mm -hmm. All yeah. the rest are... All of them are just recolors, and it's not because he's a new hero. It's because they don't have any freaking idea what kind of skins to make for him. Mm -hmm. I'm still waiting on my Legolos. Hmm. Explain it to Jackie, because I don't think oh. she knows what that is. God, I have no idea. Ragnaros, completely made of Legos. Oh. And then his lava wave is just like a big wave of Legos. And then, like, you know, when you step on him, it hurts your feet. Like, when your kids leave toys on the ground or something. Legolos. Yeah. Legolos. Like, Lego... I, but I just thought it was funny because it sounds like the dude from that movie I've never seen. <laughs> Exciting. Lord of the yeah, Rings. Yeah, so, so is, so is going to like have I'm an aneurysm there. I'm what? fine over here. Why? Uh, I, thought you were, I thought you were a Lord of the Rings fan. And never mind. I No, I am. I just I don't want to shame Wicked about it because it's her choice. What? Okay. <laughs> yes, it's, it's my was... choice. There's very passive aggressive. There's I'll wait to shame her until we're not recording the podcast. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> Ouch. My body inside. All right. So, um, I would. The thing that I would like for a hot Christmas is I'd like them to actually like return to doing the events that we were supposed to still be getting, and that we got after the destruction of HGC. And there's no reason for us not to keep getting those events. And there's no reason for them not to keep updating and making this game useful. Just give us an event. Whether it's a reskin of the board game or a new event. Or just chasing around the fucking treasure goblin. 
there's tons of things you could be doing to make this an enjoyable thing for the season. There's, there's going to be lots of time for people to play games over the holidays, and you're not giving us any incentive to log in. Like last year, yeah, you gave us Hogger and ship bottle mounts, which Wicked loves the ship bottle mount, by the way. I love it. It splashes. It splashes. Yeah. But give us an event. Give us events to do. I mean, other MOBAs have events. Smite has an event like every fucking season, and no one's playing that game. I don't want to say no one's playing that game. Some people are very clearly playing Smite, but come on, give us something. All right. So we're not going to get very much according to the PTR for Christmas and Lee Mingskin's joy. <sighs> Let's do a quick rip around and talk about Blizzard for a second. So uh, this is just us checking in on the rest of Blizzard and uh, just, you know, little bits going on. There's a new expansion coming out for Hearthstone. Hearthstone is actually kind of fun to play right now. Battlegrounds are fun. Standard and Wild are both kind of fun. I know some people aren't having fun. I'm having fun. So, if you got any interest in going back to WoW? No, not no. really. Nine point two ain't doing it for you. I like. I still enjoy hearing about the story of the game, but I don't like the idea of going back and playing it just doesn't really sound interesting. I think the closest to WoW I'm going to get ever again is just watching Taliesin and Evatel. Yeah, same. I I took it off of my favorite games on my launcher. Every time I hear a Taliesin video queue up because my partner will watch it, I just lose my mind. I'm just like, please, I can't I can't listen to to not news anymore. Yeah. Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 are delayed. Do any of us care? Um not particularly. Not particularly. I, I don't think Overwatch 2 is going to make any kind of splash. Yep. And as I've said many times, if I can't be on Lilith's side from the start of Diablo 4 all the way through, I'm not interested, Blizzard. I'm not buying your fucking game unless I can serve the lady that we should all be serving, Hail Lilith. Hail Lilith. Exactly. Exactly. There's no... You know, fuck, fuck. All of you people who are like, oh, but you're supposed to be on the side of heaven. I'm like, yeah, that's why I didn't like Diablo 3. Heaven. Yeah. Imagine there's no heaven. I tried. Oh, All right. <laughs> so let's, let's move on to, to the most important thing, and that's fire Bobby Kodak. Yes, definitely. We should, he should mm-hmm. be fired. Also, yes. the board should probably go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's really no reason to keep anyone at the top of Blizzard uh, right now who has enabled and... this culture of harassment and covered up. And unfortunately, that's not where they're starting to fire people. From what I've been hearing, no. so. <laughs> that is just some really bad stuff that I've been hearing lately about the people over, at, like Raven, yeah, getting fired after up and moving their lives to Wisconsin, and that is some absolute bullshit. Well, you know, they made a great revenue. So obviously what you do in response to that is to fire people. Yeah. I it's, mean, it's the course. blizzard way. You fire them. 
The only thing that I can say that is amazing is the community. Like I saw lashes reaching out and trying to boost the signals of these people and different other like gaming companies and stuff looking for, you know, QA and like the community responded, not even just like the, I'm not saying the blizzard. I mean like gaming community in general, like came out and was like, Hey, you know, we're hiring at Xbox. We're hiring at whatever other studio. And so that was a nice thing to see that, you know, people are like reaching out and, you know, saying things. And... Yeah. <sighs> gives me a here's, here's the problem. This is being reported by Forbes is that they fire Bobby Kotick without cause. He walks away with $265 million. Well, any way he leave, leaves, he's going to have a golden parachute. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. If they if termination <laughs> for cause, he only walks away with $264,000. I think this <laughs> is cause. Is this not cause being sued by a government body? Is that not cause? <laughs> I think it's I think it's cause, and I think they should fire Bobby Kotick. I'm not a legal expert or anything. but No, there's no there's no legal expertise in here. There's just a bunch of bitches who are tired of, of a culture of harassment and uh, male entitlement that has been fostered from the very top all the way down to the bottom. Mm-hmm. And for as terrible as, you know, Fran was, uh, uh, Ms. I endorsed torture when I worked for George W. Bush, uh, for as terrible of a person as she is, Kodak still made her worse by putting his words in her mouth and then shaming her for his words. Thank you, Taliesin, for that bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, just fire Bobby Kudak. Do we have anything else that needs to be said in this? He's doing such a bad job at trying to fix the problem that people are yeah. just deciding to leave instead. Like the head of the a better ABK just yeah. quit the company because she had no confidence that anything was going to ever quit. So they're losing really talented people over this. It's sad because they already were like bleeding talented people. And this yeah. is just... Mostly because they fired them. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, that too. They fired a bunch and then like other ones left because of like, you know, just it's been a long couple of months. What has it been? Six months or 12 years? I don't know how long it's been since like July. It's been since July. Yeah, it's been a while. (laughs) Yeah. It's been a long time. This show is still happening. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And we're not done with it. We're going to keep bringing it up every now and again just because uh, we have a voice and what they have done and what they have been doing and what they think they can get away with is not at all a thing. I am slightly disappointed in the community who was bemoaning there will be no BlizzCon this year. There shouldn't be a BlizzCon this year. Who the year. fuck you would we even want to go to a BlizzCon at this point? I don't know. Yeah, you not shouldn't. Me. You, you gotta, <laughs> guys, you can love the video games, but stop giving the company a pass just because they held a party you liked. A, p- okay? a party where lots of people were abused. Yeah. Just... <laughs> You know, fire Bobby Kodak, fire Bobby Kodak, fire Bobby Kodak, and also fire Bobby Kodak. Yeah. But also um, fire Bobby Kodak. So. Is, do you have anything else to add to that, Wicked? Uh, fuck Bobby Kodak. Yeah, fuck Bobby Kodak. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's end the show by giving Jackie a little bit of time to tell us where people can find her, watch her, and what she is doing. We just finished up GGS tonight. Uh, do you have any NGS matches coming up? Uh, NGS is currently in the off season right now, so ah. not really. Uh, I was actually on a team for Raven Court League, which is a funny little startup league uh, in the off season, which our team was in Div A uh, and was woefully underplaced 
uh, because we kind of ran away with every single game in a domination. But we're waiting to see. They're doing kind of a like Highlander style. Uh, the winner of Div E is fighting Div D, and then Div D is fighting Div C right now. And once Div C and Div B fight it out, or whoever wins between them, they'll come fight A and probably get annihilated. And then we'll go fight Nexus and whatever the top Div is, and th those will probably be the only games that are pretty exciting. Well, but we we have no idea when those games will actually happen. So it could be, according to the timeline they gave us, it could be next week or uh, three months from now. <laughs> strong, strong showing. Uh, Where oh. can people find you on the internet, Jackie? People can find me over at twitch.tv slash Jacqueline underscore Hyde. Yes, and... it is a pun on Jacqueline Hyde. Uh, but I do stream from time to time. Uh, usually it's easier to find me during the middle of the days or at nights when there's uh, NGS games or my team is practicing because I am a captain of a team. So Fantastic. if you think you're hot stuff and want to get into NGS, uh, feel free to reach out. Uh, we're not, we are currently not looking for mainline players. Uh, we might be in the market for some subs for this upcoming season. So if you are pressed for time, that might be something that works out well. All right. And thank you for coming on on short notice. We really appreciate having you on. We'd like to have you on again sometime if you wanted to uh, give us lessons in dunking on Asmodan or playing Junkrat, two characters none of us play mm -hmm. <laughs> that are really good after watching you play them. Yeah. Yeah, the latter uh, Junkrat's real good. Yep. All right, that is going to do it for our show. So we're just going to do our standard outro. You can find us all over social media. You can find the show at Q for Fun over on Twitter, and you can email the show at QForFun at gmail.com. You can find the show on all of your standard podcasting apps. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and about a dozen other apps. You can email us at QForFun at gmail.com. Don't bother doing that. No one ever does. You can find Royalite, who's not with us tonight, at Royalite. Um, she's not doing a whole lot on her Twitter, but she's still in the Nexus almost every day, murdering people and eating their entrails. Fairy dragon stuff. You get it. <laughs> Wicked, where can everyone find you? Well, you can follow me on Twitter, at WickedKitten13, because that's where my Twitter is. And you can follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash WickedKitten13, which is the same thing, so I don't know why I said it twice. Anyway, um... But yeah, I also do a horror podcast called Gore. Uh, you can find that at anchor.fm slash gore podcast or, uh, well, you know, anywhere. And um, you can follow us on Twitter at gore podcast. And I listened to episode four. I always knew clowns were from space. <laughs> I always knew they were secretly aliens. Mm -hmm. Clowns. Yeah. Frickin no, I can say fuck on the show. Fucking clowns. They're yeah, fucking we, scary as shit. We yeah, can four episodes on, out. <laughs> we can say fuck on all of our shows. Um, mm. Just not... Why, why is there no swearing on, on your horror podcast? What's wrong? What? There's no swearing in your horror podcast? No, no, no there is. Oh, I just okay. didn't know why I was holding my tongue here, like, at okay. all. <laughs> okay. So, where can people find you? Well, you could find me at, at Lisa3325. 
And you could listen to our most recent episode of Anime Sweater Pod, where Anne and I talked about the awesomely steampunk Princess Principal, more specifically, Anja's beautiful top hat. More needs to be said about Anja's top hat. Never enough. You can, mm-hmm. you can <laughs> find me at... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. I'm done. You can you can find me at Ann underscore Elise, and I'm not doing a whole lot on Twitter, although I did attempt to get banned again by another right-wing nutjob uh, supposed actor who hates gay people and wants to control women's bodies. That didn't happen. But I suppose I'll try it again. Try you again can... another day when you need cheering up. Yeah, it was really fun getting banned by Dean by Dean Kane and having 332 <laughs> of his followers come and call me all sorts of things and tons of transphobic bullshit and just like, and then claim that I didn't plan the whole thing because they didn't see the tweet before. <laughs> just like, sometimes I like to get banned by conservative assholes. Sorry, you always like to get banned by conservative assholes. Speaking of a show that's going to get banned by conservative assholes, you can listen to Anne and Emily wrestle a podcast with one of my oldest friends, uh, 8-Bit Emily, um, who will be joining us for some New Year's event that we haven't figured out what exactly it's going to look like. But there is going to be some event with all of the, with all the shows around New Year's. Um, we got to talk about it a little bit more and get some get a little bit of planning done. But you can listen to Anne and Emily Wrestle a Podcast, which again you can find on all of your major podcast networks that you can find at Anne Emily Pod. I'm very sorry that that Twitter handle is terrible. Um, that's about it for us. Wicked, do you have anything to add? Um, well, I just wanted to say that so many tears have been lost on Blackheart's Bay, and those tears should be honored. So much hope lost. So much unnecessary brawling. I'm going to need you to simmer down. Hey, this is my ending. You do your own ending. Don't worry. Good luck and have fun. Oh, that's right. So I have something else I was going to say, which is, yes, good luck and have fun and smash the patriarchy. And while you're smashing the patriarchy, fuck Bobby Cote. Yeah! Fuck yeah! Yeah, you feel bad making fun of me now. You made fun of me. What do you mean? Girls, girls, girls. Jacqueline, do you have anything to add? Uh, not really. Fuck (laughs) that dude. (laughs) And Rylight's not here with us tonight, so I'll say it. May the core fall in your favor.